the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Good to have you along. Uh, Last week we talked about uh, that this year is going to be different uh, as far as the election goes in November. And so I felt since I was over at the Arkansas GOP State Convention and so was the Secretary of State, I texted him. He stopped by and talked to me, and we set up this time for him to be on. Elizabeth is here as well. Elizabeth, uh, in our conversation last week uh, on air with some different people dealing with elections, and I think I was talking to J.R. Davis and to Seth May, they said that normally, and in, in, uh, Secretary of State Thurston, you can jump right in here, they said that normally... Uh, the uh, number of ballots, absentee ballots, come in in somewhere in the two to three percent range, and they're hearing uh, through the grapevine maybe as high as fourteen percent for November. With that in mind, if that is is true, uh, you all have a lot of work cut out for you. Uh, yes, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes. Yes. Typically. You know, in 2016 here in Arkansas, uh, we had uh, just over 42,000 absentee. And uh, during that election, we had just over 1.1 million vote. So that's, uh, if my math is correct, that's, you know, somewhere close to a 4% absentee uh, voting. And now on this election, you know, those numbers that you kind of heard uh, being thrown around, uh, my opinion, uh, it could it could be as much as fourteen. Um, you know, I know Pulaski and Benton County. Uh, we visited with them, uh, I guess yesterday or the day before. I get my days mixed up, but they're already having folks call in and you know request the uh, the applications, and so um, and they're already around three thousand folks. So that's a lot for this time you know it's kind of early but folks are already beginning to ask for those applications and send those in ask you know to uh, request that ballot so uh it it could easily make it to 14 percent which is quite a bit uh for the counties to take uh that workload so uh, i hate to say this but uh it may be a late night and i just don't know exactly uh how many results we'll be able to um you know you know basically uh, call, you know, or solidify. And, and that's going to be going on across the nation, I believe. 
So it won't be unique for Arkansas. So as we sit here and talk about this, explain to people that as absentee ballots come in, you all aren't counting them as they come in. You wait till Election Day and the polls close to count them, correct? That's right. The law says that we cannot count absentee ballots until that time. So uh, there are some tabulators that we have uh, uh, that will speed that process up. Uh, not every, uh, There are two different types of tabulators that we have. One, you can put in multiple. You can just put in a stack uh, of absentee, and it counts very quickly. Um, the little bit older models, like if you will, um, You've kind of got to feed those in one at a time. So, so a county that uh, is not used to handling a large volume of these absentee ballots, that's uh, going to be a lot of work. You know, I do want to uh, say this and encourage folks. Uh, the counties are going to need poll workers. That's another thing that uh, yeah. is, a concern, uh, is a concern for counties because, you know, typically uh, the folks who work the polls are you know, the, the older folks in the community, they're able to get out and help out, and they do a great job. But so, but these folks are also concerned about um, COVID. So um, I want to encourage folks to reach out to their county clerks, election commissioners, if they're interested, because I'm not going to speak for the counties, but I assume they're going to be needing poll workers uh, this election. All right, because, you know, senior citizens tend to be people who have a little extra time on their hands and they can do uh, that kind of work. So so you said it was about how many, if 4% was how many, um, you know, uh, absentee ballots back at in uh, 2016, did you say? Just over 42,000. Wow. Um, so not very many, but... Um, yeah, that could easily uh, triple this uh, election. Yeah, you're looking at 120, 130,000 ballots perhaps landing all across the state uh, as absentee. Uh, that will slow the process, no doubt. That's right. Is it so, true? Uh, is it true, ahead. John, uh, Mr. Thurston, is it true that I've heard people say this? Well, we don't even count absentee ballots unless the race is really close. And I said, no, I don't believe that's accurate. Would you straighten that out, please? Yes, that is that is not true. They are, it's a ballot. I mean, it is counted. Um, Thank you. Like I say, you know, I do encourage folks to, you know, to go to the polls. I mean, I personally feel like the polling sites, the counties, <clears throat> excuse me, are working very hard to make sure the polling sites are safe uh, and clean and sanitized. And uh, there were some federal dollars that came down to the states that we're using to, to purchase uh, PPE products, you know, something that I'm excited about, a, a purchase that we're making. Uh, we're buying stylist pens. They're disposable. And so when you come into the polling site, you'll be giving this stylus pen. And for those of you who don't know, it's a, uh, a pen, you know, that you can write on a tablet and uh, and so forth. So you're going to be able to come up with that pen, sign your name on that signature pad, go cast your vote, you know, touch <clears throat> the screen, and then throw the pen, excuse me, <clears throat> and then throw the pen away. So 
technically, when you come to the polling site, you're not going to have, uh, have to touch anything. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm, there will be uh, social distancing. The, there'll be um, uh, the machines will be spaced out appropriately. So um, if, if you're concerned about that, I don't know that I would be. I feel like it'll probably be one of the safest places uh, around to go to go go to. So how how difficult has this been to deal with, uh, Mr. Secretary? I mean, are we uh, has this been really a a long process for you and your staff and the people across the state of Arkansas? It sure has. We we began talking about this uh, when COVID first came on the scenes, and I asked uh, the staff. I said, "Well, what will the November elections look like? You know, if this virus." Uh, continues to uh, expand. And so we began looking at the laws. We began looking at the absentee laws here in Arkansas because I wanted to know if our systems were first, you know, adequate, sufficient for the voters. And so I I had a statement that I released um, a few weeks back. You know, I felt like our systems are adequate, uh, whether someone wants to come to the poll or vote absentee. Uh, Then... The CARES Act, those those uh, federal dollars came down, and so we had to begin calling all the counties. We've contacted every county. My goodness, we're starting our maybe third round of making calls to the counties, trying to figure out their needs. Uh, and they're all basically saying the same things. You know, they need the, the PPE. Uh, they're concerned about having enough poll workers, and they're also concerned about absentee cost. So, uh, yes, there is a lot going on behind the scenes, that's for sure, to prepare for November. All right, so you have a lot of balls in the air that you're keeping your eye on that uh, makes your job even that more, uh, much more difficult. Uh, we'll come back and finish up our discussion on this in just a moment. we got to get a break in. Let's do that. Uh, we will break here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and then we will come back and finish up our uh conversation with Secretary of State John Thurston about what's November looking like and how will it differ from other elections that we've had in the past. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Continuing with our conversation with Secretary of State uh, John Thurston here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, If you missed the first segment, uh, let me just remind you of what he said. He has said there will be some changes this year. He's expecting more people, uh, more of you who are listening to the show, to ask for absentee ballots. And uh, probably a lot of you will be, uh, you know, senior citizens. You don't want to come out uh, to the polling uh, areas. But he did want to express that the polling areas were going to be very, very safe. They're going to be, you know, antiseptically safe. Uh, you won't touch anything. You will use a stylus that there that looks like a pen that they're going to give you when you come to the polling place, so you can do your voting uh, using that by touching uh, the uh, the touch screen, so you can make uh, your vote. But it will also mean that perhaps results will be a little bit longer in coming because they have to count every one of those uh, absentee ballots. And let me let you again remind people that you guys count those ballots in real time after the polls close, uh, Secretary of State. Uh, Why don't you talk about that a little bit? 
sure. The law says that um, absentee ballots cannot be counted until the polls have closed. Um, you know, I think um, it was asked, you know, uh, whether the votes, the absentee ballots would be counted, um, you know, if, if the election was already, you know, if, if there wasn't enough votes to, you know, to uh, change the outcome. And I suppose a race could be essentially called uh, at the closing of the polls before absentees were fully counted if, you know, just, there just wasn't enough numbers in the absentee to even make a difference. However, they will still be counted, uh, but I suppose a race could possibly at least be called, but uh, they're definitely counted. So, but yes, that as it stands the law, uh, you cannot begin counting those until the polls close. And then everybody should be very much aware that you've got to kind of do all of this ahead of time. I mean, it's not like you do this the last week before the election is being held. You've been working on this for several months, and you've got to, like, order those styluses early and things of that nature. How many styluses are, are you all purchasing? Do you happen to know what that is? I, b- I believe uh, we're ordering a million. Wow. So, uh, but we're getting those at, a, in my opinion, a great cost. I think about anywhere between a nickel. I need to look at the last uh, the bid that came in on those, but about a nickel a piece. Uh, they're not over ten cents a piece, if I remember the, the bids that came in. Uh, there was a bidding process for that. So, I mean, re- they're relatively inexpensive considering um, where we are uh, today dealing with this uh, virus. So. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, I'm excited. I think the election's going to go great. It, we may, it may be a little later in the night before we know uh, who may have won an election, but I think it's going to be uh, just like any other election. Um, you know, there may, there, there's a possibility that your county may have fewer polling sites, and I want you to, I'm going to ask you to be patient with your county because. Um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, poll workers is an issue uh, right now because a lot of, like you said, a lot of our senior citizens are the ones who work the polls, and um, and so they're uh, having a little bit more of a challenge finding the poll workers. So they they may have to eliminate a polling site, but just understand that they're they're definitely doing the best they can with with what they have. Okay, so let me ask you some a few other questions. Initiated acts. Where are we on the initiated acts right now? Have has that process still been going uh, smoothly? Yes, the uh, and I, I know you're referring to the I guess the signatures that came in. Yes. Um, last week or yes, it, it's going smoothly. You know, there were three ballot initiatives that um, obviously I can't I don't speak too much on pending litigation, but uh, when those ballots came in, they did not have. Uh, all of the things in place that were supposed to be there. And the primary thing was uh, canvassers have to have a background check. And so um, and those three uh, amendments did not have uh, all of the uh, canvassers. They didn't obtain uh, a background check. At least they didn't uh, say that in when they submitted them. So that's, that's going to court. Um, we'll see how that turns out. You know, I'm catching a lot of flack. You know, in fact, I've gotten over, just started yesterday, over 300 emails, folks demanding me to, to count. 
and they're saying that just because I don't like a particular uh, <laughs> initiative, I still have to count them. And I, I hate to say this. But yeah, you're not following the law or anything. It's just because right. you don't personally like it. <laughs> exactly. I hate to say this, but when it comes to my job, I really don't care what the initiative is. Um, we're going to count when everything's um, correct, and we're not going to count if there's uh, something, some law that's not abided by. So uh, we'll see what the courts say about that. But, but right now, those those three particular ones are uh, on hold. You know, uh, Mr. Thurston, I think it probably would benefit the listeners if you explain to them the process uh, for these acts that they're trying to get onto the ballot for the Constitution. How do you all go about uh, counting these signatures? Do you go one by one and make sure that each one is uh, verifiable or whatever the law says? That's exactly right. We look at each signature and each name. Uh, obviously, we want to verify that that individual is a registered voter, and then the signatures are compared to um, their signature to see, um, uh, you know, to the best of our ability to determine whether or not that was the person that, that signed that paper. And so it's a long process. It's a lot of work. We bring in a, a lot of extra staffing to do this. And so, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically the process. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, it's tough. That's, that's a, that's tough work. If you're the person who's counting, you're sitting in a room counting and you're, you're, you're matching names up with voter rolls and all kinds of stuff. That's got to be incredibly taxing on the people who are doing it. Absolutely. And, you know, to think that uh, we would reject a particular ballot, ballot initiative for personal, uh, out of personal <laughs> preferences is somewhat crazy because we're, we're really kicking ourselves in, uh, to a degree because let's say the courts say, uh, say well, Mr. Thurston, you got, you got to count them. Well, okay, we're going to count them. Um, that just puts extra strain on, on us. So, um, it's uh, it can be a complicated animal, and and it is. However, uh, it's needed. You know, it, it's it's great that our cons- the folks can speak out, and there's an avenue where people can uh, uh, pass particular initiatives or, or get them on the ballot. But you have to do it right, too. I mean, this is something that I don't take lightly. Uh, if you're go- if you're going to go through the process and have folks sign a particular uh, ink off on a particular initiative, then if you're the canvassers and you're the, the, the sponsors and so forth, then I think you should cross every T and dot every I. And uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure that, that you do that. And if you don't and the law says thou shall not count, then we're not counting them. So, again, I have no... Uh, I don't care who the sponsors are. I don't care really what the initiative is. You, you've just got to do it right uh, by the books. Okay, so uh, when, when when was the, the, the closing date on uh, submitting all of the 
uh, of the ballots. I mean, I, or petitions. I mean, I understand that you may get some extra time because you met met a threshold. But what is the exact cutoff date? Have we passed that yet? Yes, we passed that. That was, uh, oh goodness, wasn't it July seventeen? Yes. Well, yes, it was uh, last week. My goodness, I'm sorry. That's all I right. don't recall either. Uh, I apologize. I've got dates floating around, and so but that was an that initial date last Friday. Then is what you're saying? But it has already passed, and so that's okay. Um, if they are judged, if these lawsuits prevail, and you're asked to count these numbers. What happens then if there's not a sufficient number, but they reach a certain level, do they then get that extra 30 days to go out and try to get the rest of those signatures? Is that how that works? Yes, they would still have the cure period. Uh, and that's another, I suppose, another um, issue that we would have to have. But we're, we're asked, I, I believe the uh, everyone is asking the courts to, you know, expedite this, and they will. Uh in my, in my opinion, there's plenty of time. Uh, where where okay. are we in late July? Um, and you know there has been some ballot initiatives. Initiatives, if you guys remember, that actually make it on the ballot. Let's say we count mm-hmm. them; they're on the ballot. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in they're in court. There's still a lawsuit going on, and uh, the courts determine that they're unconstitutional or whatever. And so you've seen ballot initiatives on the ballot that were. Uh, not being counted. Not being not counted, being counted yeah. after people Sec- voted. Uh, okay. Secretary C, I've got to jump in. We're out of time. I appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you.